Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Here, from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland, with your host, Tiffany Anton, Director of Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hi, you're listening to Powered by Her and the Pinsfield Blue Podcast Center. I have Julie David from Harmony Lane Farm and Creamery in. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you. Um, so, you have a farm. We do. With a million goats. <laughs> Not quite a million yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, so let's take us back a little bit. You are um, located in Smithville, Tennessee. Correct. So mid, mid-Tennessee. Um, have you always been from this area? Are you a Tennessee no, um, I was actually born in Virginia. Uh, only stayed there about two years. Most of uh, my life was in uh, Florida and Texas. Okay. So, and were you on a farm or in, involved with farms growing up? No, no. I actually couldn't have any animals growing up. So you so. weren't like 4-H, you knew everything about everything? Not at all. Not at all. So what, um, growing up, what did you think you were going to do in life? Uh, be a labor delivery room nurse, actually. Well, which you're probably not far from exactly, that, exactly. what they're doing. So what brought you to Tennessee? Well, um, we built a cabin on Center Hill Lake and fell in love with the small town feel of Smithville and the people. And um, we were in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. We had a commercial concrete construction business. And you say we, you and your husband? Yes. Okay. Yes. We've been doing concrete for 39 years. So... Um, we, we actually got married young, had kids young, so I never went to school uh, to, to be that labor delivery room nurse. And then when the business took off, uh, I couldn't go back to school at that time because uh, I was doing the books and helping him. And How did you know how to do the books for the business? Uh, yeah, a uh, good CPA. Good, a good CPA. You had a CPA. You were working with a CPA. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So he he would do a certain um, uh, portion and teach me as we went, and I would do you know certain things. So. Yeah. So but so you, but you kind of taught yourself a little I bit. Did, yeah. You don't have. You're not a, a CPA yourself. Right. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, you're doing concrete. Uh, so we're plugging along in Florida about 25 years doing concrete and. Uh, uh, a friend of ours uh, said, uh, I'm going to get some property in Smithville. Do you want to buy a lot from me? Uh, he was buying like six or seven lots. Did uh, you have any idea where Smithville was? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So uh, he did. He bought about six or eight lots uh, in um, uh, down by Blue Water Bay. I don't know if anyone knows where that is, but um, Hurricane Point. Mm-hmm. And so we purchased a lot from him. We all built cabins together, a three-story log cabin, about 4,800 square feet. That is was that, my- those are the cabins that are on the way to the uh, hurricane? Uh, no, this is, this is a little different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little different. That was my husband's dream to build a log cabin. So, so we did that for him and, um, we'd make the commute back and forth from Florida. And so this was just kind of a a vacation place. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, fell in love with the, um, the small town, like I said, and, and decided to make the move full time. Um, how long ago was that? Right. So we built the cabin 2006, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Built the cabin and, uh, uh, like I said, made the move, made the trips back and forth. Um, 2010, we moved full time here. And were your kids all grown and out of the house by yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. We st- we started uh, early. Our, our kids actually are 34 and 36 right now. We have four grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and where are they at? That's probably tough. 
yeah. Uh, well, so Tyler is in uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. so I don't get to see those two grandchildren as much. And Crystal is actually a veterinarian in uh, Franklin. Oh, okay. So but that... small animal vet, not <laughs> large animal vet. So all that money for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she helps me with some things, but it, you either are a small animal or a large animal, mm-hmm. and she's small. So. Mm-hmm. So you, um, 2010, and what was your plan when you moved here? Was was it to stay in the concrete business and to start that yeah, here? Yeah, he actually thought he could retire and figured out he couldn't. So he he picked it back up at small scale instead of 60 employees, only like two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually came down with a condition called gastroparesis. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't break down my fresh vegetables, and I was eating a ton of kale all the time, getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And um, after a lot of testing and um, they figured out what it was, they put me on a ton of medicine. I wanted to get myself off. Always wanted, if, if I were to have an animal, it would have been a goat. <laughs> um, so uh, I re- researched and goat milk, raw goat milk was good for my condition. Mm-hmm. So, so you said you were you were never able to have animals. Was that none. like was, were there allergies, or your parents just said there's no animals no, allowed? Yeah. Or? In my mom's defense, she was she was raised in a in a farmhouse with eight children and um, four boys, four girls. They had some bird dogs coming in and out the house. She wanted a clean house, no dog hair. You know, she went just the opposite. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not even a goldfish I could have. So. <laughs> and ironically enough, both my parents live with us now, and we have over 250 animals. I think I think that's called karma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but it, it's not. It's such a. It feels very clean. It feel. It doesn't feel like you're on a farm, really. Well, I that mean, was our goal. Um, so back when I didn't, um, I didn't have my goats. I would go to uh, meat goat producers and. So, so their uh, goats, they're, they raise their young. They're, it's called dam raised. Mm-hmm. So they're not as friendly. The kids aren't as friendly, the baby goats. Um, so they don't come to the fence and let you pet them and cuddle them. But I, I would still sit there and just watch them for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just when you would go to pick up goat's milk? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you were, were, were you using that in recipes or were you drinking it straight or how do you? So, so for my gastroparesis, a good two to three eight ounce glasses a day was, was helping me get over my condition, mm. get it, get it that's stable. Lot, that's kind of, that's probably a, a decent amount though. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of milk period to yeah, drink in a day. Yeah, even in your cereal or just drinking it straight. And, mm-hmm. um, and then so I, I, I started feeling better and feeling more healthy and I, I said, this is silly to go buy goat's milk from someone when I can have where were you where did you find a goat farm that you could go and get goat's milk from? it was just a lady that had a couple homestead goats okay and she was right there in Smithville okay yeah and so she was letting you yeah okay yeah so um after a while I uh, started going to goat shows I wanted to (laughs) learn more about you know goats yeah Uh, I'm the type of person I have to learn about it first um I did have a goat mentor for a while and um, got uh, two goats um, here in Tennessee and two other goats in Atlanta. And that my first four uh, goats are behind my cash register on a picture that started oh, the whole herd. Yeah. So you um, were you you're living in the cabin still? Li- nope, not. So the cabin uh, was up for sale, and we had bought the farm. Okay. And the farm- bought the farm with the purpose that you thought you were having a, a goat farm. Um, yes, or- and we just wanted. Um, more flat land. Um, we were on right on the lake, big hill. 
honestly, the cabin was a lot of upkeep. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I just wanted to get a farm in hopes to maybe get a couple beef cattle to raise for our own meat, some chickens, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, had had the goats in the back of my head. Yeah, that, you didn't mention it to the husband at that right, point. Right, right. Well, maybe we'll just. <laughs> so your your original thought for your a farm was just for your own home. Sure. Needs. Sure. You know, having some fresh eggs and yeah. and you were obviously. I mean, when you have digestive issues. Mm-hmm you really start looking at your food intake and yes. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were just kind of trying to make healthier decisions and, yes. and do better for yourself. Exactly. Not to impact the area. No, no. This kind of came out of nowhere really and, fast. And so you get these four goats. Were those the first four animals yeah. on the farm period? So no cattle? Um, the cattle came right after that. Okay. Yeah, the cattle came. And then the hogs. We got some hogs. Yeah. Yeah. So And so um, you get these four four goats and they're um do you start making do you start using them for other purposes or just your own just just learning how to milk them really well you know getting them in getting them out getting the milk taking care of them um just just learning all about them and then uh, i actually had an overabundance of milk so i started making soap soap was first Mm -hmm. goat milk soap so um and what year so it was 2010 when you moved up Mm full-time and then what year did you buy the farm um, bought the farm 2012. Okay. So not much after yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and 2013 you, is when I, when I, it's road in the concrete. <laughs> do you think that you, um, having an entrepreneurial family, you know, you guys had a concrete business. Do you think that kind of gave you a little bit of a push or platform to start, uh, you know, selling some soaps or, um, do you think you just felt really passionate about the goats and the benefits of what goat's milk does i think it's a combination of both yeah yeah we 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 had taken the concrete business from really nothing to something um uh, substantial if you had 60 employees Mm -hmm. yes and 25 years doing it there so um so really really both but i I was passionate i was because it it healed it healed my um condition Mm -hmm. i still i'll get a little off kelter and have a glass of goat's milk and it'll help help calm it down yeah a little bit so and then the soap um it started taking off then I started making cheese. Were you going where? So where? How were you selling the soaps at the time? Were you going around to shows and? Actually, I was giving a lot of them away, mm-hmm. uh, and people would just come to my property to purchase them. Yeah, I really wasn't doing any any farmers markets or shows or advert. Were you advertising <laughs> much at the time? It was really word of mouth. No, yeah. I wasn't. I mean, that is the beauty. So in Florida, were you in a bigger area, a bigger town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the beauty, though, with a small town area, is that. You can, oh, she's the goat lady, yeah. you know, go to her house, just walk up to her front door in the farm and, yep. um, exactly. you know, buy, hey, are you the goat lady that sells? <laughs> People call me that in town and I take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and it sounds like you really have a passion for the humane mm-hmm. side of, of hosting a farm, having a farm as I well. do, I do. A lot of people will say, especially with the beef cattle and the hogs, um, when we have calves or when we have piglets and they see them, and yes, there are meat, but they're like, how can you do that? You know, they're they're so cute. And I'm like, you know, so I tell people on my tours, uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to have a cheeseburger somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, bacon and sausage somewhere. Why not know um, how it was raised, what it was fed, and that it was, it was humanely processed. I mm-hmm. check into all of those factors, so... 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they don't have names. <laughs> they just have numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, but I'm sure that there's people, some of your employees probably get a little attached to, to some of them at some points, yes. um, but they're not running the business at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, so how and how many goats do you have now? Well, if you count all the milkers, um, all the bucks, we have 12 breeding bucks, all the yearlings, all the kids. We're probably pushing 175, 185. So from four in yeah. 2012. Yeah, a good thir- 2013. Yeah. Um, t- so seven years yeah. Yeah. and 100. Yeah. So um, what does your family think? What does your husband think? What do your well, I, I don't think I, it could have taken off as much if he if he didn't um, enjoy it. He really enjoys milking the girls. You know, he still does concrete quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like two months behind, really. Um, there, that's, again, word of mouth. A good concrete man's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And so he would like to um, give the business to one of his employees and come over to my side. And we're going to retire doing this together. But he absolutely loves milking, loves birthing loves um everything about it yeah yeah i couldn't have done it if you didn't so how um so how did you get to so you're just kind of doing some benefits of goat's milk and 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 are you educating people aside from just when they come up to the farm and they're buying some stuff yeah yeah yeah. so um really uh they when we bought the farm it was a dogwood plantation and there was a small 1200 um, square foot building and it was just so run down it was the potting shed for the dogwood operation mm. years ago mm-hmm. and so owning our own business concrete business we gutted it concrete countertops concrete floors a bedroom and a bathroom we lived there for five years with my mother um so we could build the dairy first wow yeah so we 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 really and you don't have the, this that was your full-time residence yes, yes. <laughs> for five years with my mom uh, and then we just we just really purchased the property next to us, which is an additional 20 acres and built our home three years ago. Oh, wow. So we lived, we lived um, you know, I called it, it's a little house on the prairie. It was a little house on the farm. Yeah. And but we were never in there. We're outside all the time. Yeah. And so one whole side of that little uh, 1200 square foot building um, is nothing but kitchen. And I would have cheese bags hanging every single day. So after I made soap, I was starting to get more and more milk. And then, because see, your your four goats have babies, and then yeah. we, you grow. Yeah. And so I was hanging cheese bags um, every and how, day. And how how many goat like how, how much is a, is a litter? I, I'm not a farm yeah. girl myself. Yeah. So, so it how many? One how to many, four. One to four. Okay. With with the average being two and three. And how often? Do they give birth? Once a year. Once a year. And how long are they? I just was saying yeah. this to something, somebody the other day. How long are they even pregnant for? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Five months five or months. 150 days, give or take a week. Okay. Yeah. And for one to four each time. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, yes, it does multiply, but it takes a, a bit to yeah, get to and, and I, By then I was, I was pulling from other areas and bringing in new genetics, you know, yeah. from other states. Yeah. So, um, but, but I was going to sell my, I was wanting to sell my cheese, but you can't. You can't go to a farmer's market and everyone kept saying, oh, it's delicious and I want more and, and can, you know, I want to buy some. You can't. You have, it's a dairy product. It's, you can get sick. So I called TDA, Tennessee Department of Agriculture, said, what do I need to do to get my license? Well, they send you a packet that is just three inches thick. Mm. Um, so we're like, okay. So um, my husband, being in the concrete construction business and knowing friends, shell contractors and stuff, we, we decided to break ground and start building a dairy. Wow. Yeah. And how long ago was did you start building? I am licensed now, going into my it's uh, going into my sixth year, a in, good five years. In case you're just joining us, we have Julie David with Harmony Lane Farm and Creamery, and we're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. 
And so, Julie, um, you build a dairy. I mean, and that's like a production. Yes. So um, there's, I've gone on a tour. And so there's twice, they're, they're milked twice a day. Yeah. And you, you know, kind of pull them in line. And it's, I mean, I've, I, I'm assuming it's kind of like some of these sci- science shows that they show for kids, like Bill Nye, the science guy at a farm or something where, you know, and they just go in and they get milked and then they go out and it's just, it's, there's a system to it all. Definitely a system. Um, yes. How did you learn how, how to run a dairy? Well, again, I had a goat mentor for a while. I went to a lot of goat shows. I'm the type of person, too, that if I throw myself into something, um, I mean, if I'm on the rest and using the restroom, I'm on a goat forum. Yeah. I mean, I am constantly reading, educating, learning, and you know, a good vet. Uh, even though our daughter's a vet, um, we used uh, Dr. Jennifer Hatcher, and she they train you to be your own vet, actually. Mm. They teach you. They want you to be. Yeah. Uh, she'll come out a couple times a year but when I need her, but um, they, they actually just train you and help you to become your own vet. So what was it like the first time you had a birth on the farm? Oh, gosh. So that <laughs> this is in our original small um, building that my husband built for me, which was, is very sentimental. Um, and I, I, so I milked on one side, I had a concrete floor and then I had a couple stalls over to the right. Um, and, uh, I was nervous. I was, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos you want to watch, but until it's actually happening, yeah, it's, um, and my mom was there. My, I can remember it plain as day. Mark was there. This one particular goat had triplets and we thought after twins, we were done, but we weren't. And then the next one just kind of, kind of shot out. We oh, had to geez. catch it. <laughs> so did you feel like, what was the difference between when your grandchildren were born right? and when your um, your wow. human grandchildren as was, opposed to... It was on, kind of on the same level. I'm I, not going to lie. Yeah. You know, it, it's a life. You're bringing a life into the world. And, yeah. And, um, well, and you're the one, um, really, you're the doctor in that situation right. where there's other medical professional when your human grandchildren right. were born. Something goes wrong and we're right. an hour away from where, where Dr. Jennifer is. So yeah. You have to keep that in the back of your head at all times. Yeah. So have you had, have you had any that you've lost during birth? Um, no, I really haven't. I've had, um, I've had one that was still born, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then I've had, uh, two C-sections. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah. But other than that, you know, for the most part. Did you have a vet on, on hand for those? I did. I did. Lo- so what we do during birthing season is, is we have my truck bedded down. So the back of the truck has, it's a cab, you know, it's, it's enclosed and we have straw and that's our ambulance. Mm. And so you have to keep in the back of your head, you have an hour drive. You know, mm-hmm. so you don't want to let it get out of hand. And so we load her up, take her to, to Dr. Jennifer. And, oh, my and she does it. People can do it on their farm. I'm not to that point yet. I don't know if I ever will be yeah. or want to. But, um, yeah, so you, you just you just have your ambulance ready. So you, you start a dairy. So you're milking, you're making cheese, you're mm-hmm. making ice cream, correct? Just started ice cream ice. and goat milk caramels. Yes. Oh, my God. Those were... <laughs> Amazing, by the way. Um, melted in my mouth, literally. Um, it was great. But um, so then you decided to to start some tours and to start kind of having it be a um, a place on the map in Smithville. Right, right. That that kind of snuck up on me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, I kind of designed the baby goat nursery um, thinking this is what I would have wanted to have to go to prior to me owning goats instead of going to all of these meat goat producers and just sitting by their fields and, and people thinking I'm crazy. I would have liked to have gone to something like what I, I built, mm-hmm. what we've built. 
Um, so I built it with that in mind. and um, With the, um, the thought in mind of people are coming to buy your goats? No, coming to visit with my goats, coming to cuddle my goats, because we don't let the moms raise them in a dairy. You can't do that. That's called dam raising. So you're going to raise the goats on one side, and you're going to take care of the moms on the other, and then they meet up in the field later. Well, uh, where we take care of the goats is our baby goat nursery, um, I was inviting people in to, to, to hold them and cuddle because you're conditioning the goat to be milked for the rest of its life, oh. to make it tame. You know, it doesn't know anything but human contact and they love to be cuddled. And then, then there's feedings. There's, sometimes you have to feed them four times a day. So people would come and help me feed mm-hmm. a baby goat a bottle. So it just, it just kind of grew and then word of mouth. And then, so then I started structuring it more and you needed a reservation because you can't have 50 people show up at one time. Mm-hmm. But that's really how it started. And then I just kept um, buying pictures and fixing it up and making it more like a home setting, a mm-hmm. uh, comfortable setting for you to enjoy cuddling baby goats. And when you drive out there, you're driving, I mean, you're just, you feel like you're driving through a neighborhood. And then I'll, you kind of turn and it's this beautiful building. And, and now the concrete makes sense because right, it's a very right. nice paved driveway and you don't feel like you're getting dirty. There's a you know sidewalk through the farm and everything. Well, that, that was another thing that was very important to me, that people come out and, and they can enjoy a farm setting but not get dirty and yeah. walk through poo and mud and everything. Yeah. So we're, we're con- every year we pour more concrete. We, we, <laughs> we have a big covering being done right now. Yeah. So. Um, it is definitely it's like I said it makes more sense now yeah yeah um so what has been the best part about this journey for you the best part well um if I'm perfectly honest um get married young you know we were 18 and 19 having children young um uh, I, I, I never really did anything for myself besides my kids and my marriage, which I adore. That was my life and still is. But um, like I said, I wanted to go back to school. Uh, never did uh, as, as far as college and whatnot. But um, so doing something for myself um, and seeing it grow and seeing the, the how much people appreciate it and enjoy it and the feedback. And um, it's like everything we make, it seems like they love and they want more and um, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, well, and one, one thing that I, um, found pretty fascinating is that the woman who gave us a tour, um, she was so passionate about your business as well. Mm -hmm. And she was passionate about the goats. And so how do you think as the owner of the business, the boss lady, how do you instill that in your employees? Well, I think I'm careful who I hire. Number one, um, they, they have to, to have the same goals and, and, and be driven like, like I am. Um, I mean, some people are farming and like, like birthing. Like some people don't want to be around birthing and mm-hmm. birth goo, you know, and some people do. They think that's really cool. We actually offer that when, if you're on a tour and there's a goat in labor, I'll let you watch, mm. you know. So, um, so I guess first I'm, I'm going to talk to you and kind of figure out, you know, your mindset and where your head is. And then... Um, we just we just all work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be very flexible. You have to be able to move from job to job, and you're not just going to come in and do one thing because there's emergencies, there's this, there's that. So um, I've been very blessed. I'm not going to lie to have good help. That's that's like you said, passionate like I am. Do you give yourself the credit to like that you've instilled something in the? I mean, your your passion, and and I think when you have health issues or health scare, um, and and your business is because of that 
it, it's got to be a different story than somebody who yeah. just thinks, oh, this, I, I, I created the iPhone. Right. Right. right? Like that's, that's, true. that's you know, a good point. Yeah. and so um, I'm sure that you feel so strongly about the benefits of goats and dairy, and, you know, having a goat dairy um, that, that, that transfers over not only into your employees, but your patrons as well. And, and the people that you have on the farm. Yes, it does. It does. And they all of course get free goat's milk and goat's milk soap. They see the benefits, then they get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it only takes a few births uh, for you to get excited. And then you, you can watch, you know, that, that baby goat grow up and then have its own kids later on. So it's, it's, it's contagious. Yeah. I think it's contagious. Have you thought about the fact, so Smithville is a small town in the middle of Tennessee. It's a, a, a fairly small town. Um, and you've created not just a business where you have employees and you've you've impacted the economy of, of that area, but you've also then created um, a, a destination place. So people are coming and bringing their, their families into Smithville for tours and whatnot. Have you really... Um, taking that on the impact that you've made in this small community? Um, my husband actually brought this up the other night. It's funny you would say that. Uh, it, it, it's happened so fast. So, so the agritourism's probably been a good three years with, with the first year just getting us out there. Mm-hmm. But these last two years, we actually started the reservations and the hand-washing station and the whole biosecurity map before you go in last year, before the COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we got to where so many people were coming out and then it was word of mouth and they were writing a review and this person would see it that we, we had to have more structure. Um, so I could make sure everyone had a good time and they weren't be on top of each other and I could give them the attention that they needed. So, uh, we started the whole, all of that last year, but, but honestly the way it's growing and the, my tours have been booked every day, twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, now the COVID, you know, six good, six weeks, people would just pick groceries up in the parking lot. They'd call in their order and I'd take it over the phone. But, but now, um, I, maybe they feel safer outside with the fresh air. People come with masks mm-hmm. and, and some don't, but, um, you know, you're a good 30 minutes on my little trolley. I'm taking you back and forth. So you're outside quite a bit. But um, it, it's it still is still surprising me, mm-hmm. the growth. And we're still, like I said, we have a cover being built now, a, um, a, a roof over uh, some of the animals. So. Well, and it sounds like, you know, it sounds like you said your priority was as a mother and a wife and you supported your husband in his business. Um and I'm guessing that's probably some of the surprise is like here, you know, you spent a, a bit of your life as that's the titles you wore. Mm-hmm. And then to now see what she's getting goosebumps here. Um, but to see what you've been able to build um, because of your passion yeah. and yeah. where other I'm, I'm making her tear up here a little bit. But I mean, that's pretty exciting. Um, and I think a, a lot of our listeners are women who think who struggle with that of, of having, um, when's it, when's it my turn? Right. Or, or feeling like, is it okay to be, to to be my turn? You know, um, I think a lot of times society places on women that, that, that right thing is to be the the wife and mother first. And eh, if you have time later, you know, um, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even I think it, take it a step further in farming. A lot of people think you have to have done the 4-H and you had to have done all of this and that prior. Because um, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It's it's some days I'm like, why am I doing this? It, it's people say, what are your hours? I'm like, hours. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. You never stop. There's no vacations. We did all that before. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an RV. My husband raced. We did all that. But um, 
it, it's a sacrifice mm-hmm. owning a farm of any type. I mean, but we we are we're a grade A dairy. There's only five in the entire state of Tennessee, mm. yeah, and, and we're one of them. It took a whole year and a half just to get our license, and so now that we're here, um, you know, it's it's a uh, very rewarding. Um, I love the customers and their feedback. I love seeing people. Um, we've got kids that have never seen a cow up close and personal. Yeah. You know, much less a baby goat birth or hold a baby goat on their lap. So, mm-hmm. um, and then tasting our products and, and understanding that it doesn't have to taste goaty. It can taste very smooth and delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing the milking, you know, you can hand milk a goat on my farm when you come here. And some people have never touched the back side of a goat's teat. Well, and <laughs> and the, the health benefits that you're uh, putting out there as well. Yeah. A, a farm that has natural... Mm-hmm. Um, Grass-fed beef. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge impact as well well and speaking of that um we feed our goats a verified non-gmo grain so i took a big risk in starting that it's much more expensive um, but i I wanted a non-gmo grain because i felt like that's where our our world's going to Mm -hmm. we need to get back to that and um couldn't find any around our area i tried so we're actually having some shipped in from ohio i had to become a dealer just so i could get verified non-gmo grain wow um has there been any time over the past, you know, seven years or so that you thought this is just too much? Let me just kind of rein it back in and and let's just stick with, you know, just the small scale of what. Well, I think we're getting to a point now to where we um, we need to make some decisions, you know, like, are we done? Do I need to make hard cheese? Am I going to make hard cheese now? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm throwing that around in my head. How? Uh, the agritourism grew, the cheese is growing, you know, the products are growing, but the, the agritourism, we're kind of making a name for ourselves. So I just, I'm trying to find a happy medium. You know, what do mm-hmm. I want to do in the future? I'm always thinking about, the, we're making ice cream now. We weren't making ice cream and caramels before. We've mm-hmm. always done the cheese and fudge, but um, I did well, get a miniature donkey <laughs> two days ago, <laughs> but I think I'm done with the animals. I think, you know, cause we have, we have an, you know, we have the emus and a, yeah. and a, and a llama and, um, and those are just for show. They right? are, They're they just... are, they, they can be guardian animals, but that's not why we got them. You know, I wanted a, I wanted, I want it, like you said, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. How, how many places can you go and brush a, a llama's wool? Right. You know, so, um, but I think I think we're getting we're, now we're just going to start perfecting it, I think, mm-hmm. and um, and and maybe make a little hard cheese and just kind of see where we're at. Well, and you did say that your husband is going thinking in the f- closer future plans yeah. to retiring. Yeah. Um, but it's not really retiring on a farm. Never. No, it's not. It's not. It's not retiring. What advice would you give to women who are considering starting a business or who have a passion for something um, that they think could, but it's just their, their kind of side passion. Hmm. Well, I think it starts with the passion. If you don't have the passion, in my opinion, uh, it's, it's hard to keep yourself propelled going, mm-hmm. you know, because um, some days, I mean, especially in farming, you, you, you've, it's exhausting. The whole circle of life. I've mm-hmm. had to even teach my parents. You know, my yeah. mom got really upset when a baby goat died uh, last year, and uh, I had we had to have this big discussion. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and it's constant. It's constant. But um, the question was, <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give? Yeah, if they're thinking about doing it, um, 
Yeah. I mean, do your research. Mm -hmm. I'm a research person. Do your research. And if you do really have that passion deep inside, that burning, that yearning, that um, you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it regardless. I mean, Mm -hmm. what level are you going to end up at? I don't know. But you're going to make something out of it if you're really that driven and that and have that passion and, 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 you know, something's pushing you to do it. How much did how important was the mentor in the process? He was very important. Um, he um, gave me a lot of uh, inside advice. I actually would keep some of his goats. He had a he had a dairy in Atlanta. I keep some of his goats for him. Uh, they would do better in the shows for him mm-hmm. um, because uh, I guess I put that bloom on them so they would win. Uh, being in a smaller setting, and so um, yeah, reach out to people that that are doing something similar that you want to do. Do mm-hmm. your homework. Um, you know it. it if you really want something bad enough, you know, and you and you have that drive, you're you're gonna do it. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna make it. Well, and I think that passion piece, especially for women, is so. I mean, it's just really important. And to people have. tell me that. I, I honestly, probably every single day, I at least hear that one time. Yeah. I can see you're so passionate about this, Julie. Yeah. You know, because and and and, and they what they say if if it's not. Um, if you love what you do, it's not work. Yeah. You know, yeah. now farming is hard work. Yeah. But I do love what I do. I do. And I love sharing and I love seeing the little kids' faces and the parents and the reviews. And I tell people all the time, if you're a review giver, we're a review taker. Because at the end of the day, I like going in and reading them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, knowing I like, the experience that people have had. And, right. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to, to over, to go over and above. And, you know, I want to tell them everything I know while they're on the tour. And it's, it's a limited amount of time. And. Do you think, have you heard stories about um, dietary wise that people have? The, <laughs> All the time. So, so cow milk, the beta caseins or the proteins are very large. And mm-hmm. so our bodies have to work so hard to break it down. That makes you lactose intolerant. Um, the beta caseins or the proteins in uh, goat milk are so small that our bodies don't really recognize it. It can go straight to what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. It's higher in calcium, higher in protein. And we can digest it. My dad's a perfect example. He can't have any cow dairy. It, it really upsets his whole structure. Mm-hmm. Um, two pints of our ice cream, not one problem. Hmm. So I have a huge following of um, people that love dairy, but they can't have cow. And yeah. so they've come over to the goat. We're, our country's really behind. A lot of other countries know more about the goat and the, the goat milk and yeah. how good it is for you and eat consume a lot more. Hmm. Interesting. I think I could probably talk to you for about goat and goats. And I just, I think farms are very interesting as well. I think it's not something that a lot of people get to experience in their life um, for the most part. And so the fact that you've opened up your home area and, you know, and, and what you have and you've created this dairy that people can be a part of and learn and see. And um, like I said, it's a really impactful um, business in this area that is just so unique. Thank you. So um, how can people find you if they're looking um, on social media or website or? Well, um, of course, we have Facebook and Instagram and then our, our um, website. And it's Harmony Lane Farm and Creamery, both of those? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the website's going to be Harmony Lane Farms with an S dot com. Um, now, uh, like I said, we're reservation. Uh, the farm stores open eight to five. Eight to five every day, but Sunday. Do you ship? Um, and we do ship. You do yeah, ship. Okay, we, so can people go to the website and place an order? They and, can. They can. Oh, it awesome. has to be done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because we're going to want a two-day UPS it. It's going to be in an insulated cooler with ice packs if it's a perishable product. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, try to do that the earlier part of the week. If you put your order in the end of the week, it won't go out till Monday. 
But um, I was begging people when all this whole COVID started to please, you know, support us. And they're like, I kept hearing all these comments. Oh, when the COVID's over, we're going to come out and pick cuddle baby goats. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here if you don't right. you know, start supporting me now and buying some groceries now. Yeah. So let's touch on that for a second. So what has that, you know, it's been about four or five months now. How tough has that been as a business owner to know how to navigate Something that no one else. Well, let's just say we just came out of the winter and then the COVID hit us. So winter's hard on us. Uh, People don't get out as much. They get out, but not as much. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, my 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 uh, labor and my feed bills they don't change. If anything, it's it's more because they eat more during the winter. So we just came out of the winter. Then the COVID came and hit, and people stopped coming. And like I said, I I really had to beg them through Facebook and and whatever my website and Instagram to please just, you know, get online, buy some soap. And if you've ever thought about trying our products, try it now mm-hmm. because I'm not going to, you know, be able to continue if not. And so they did, they did. My, my brother, bless his heart, came from Texas and um, told all of his Texas friends, you know, if you've ever never tried it and they stepped up and I had record sales as far as my online store. I do think that um, COVID has entered the hearts of people I think for small business America I think especially in the upper Cumberland I think we talk about this all the time um is that there's just something unique about small business in this region Mm -hmm. where people really love and want to support and and want to see small businesses be successful and they tell me that all the time when they come in yeah Yeah. they reconfirm it I think sometimes as, as entrepreneurs we need to teach people what that means to to support us so some people say oh well you know i'll just come for a tour well it's like that's one part but there's other ways to support and if i you know can't be doing tours right now we need to look at other ways and um i i think as women sometimes we have a hard time kind of saying our needs and being direct Mm -hmm. do you think that that's something you've had to learn how to do as oh for sure yeah i I told you i literally begged people yeah was that was that a step outside your comfort zone or you just were doing what you had to do? Uh, both. Yeah. You know, both. Uh, I, I got scared because um, it just everything shut down. I mm-hmm. mean, think about it. I, did, I didn't have my farm tour revenue. People weren't shopping in my farm store. So what, you know, what's left? And then, it, oh, so the restaurants that we got into, they closed. Yeah, so you weren't shipping that. So Were you having a hard time with employees wanting to be on the farm and, and around other employees as well? Or was that an issue? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, we, we're a pretty close-knit group, you know, mm-hmm. and so we would talk, where have you been? What have you been doing? You know, and so that wasn't too much of a concern. Um, but then the people that did come to our farm, you know, some of my employees were, were like, well, I don't know if I want to hand them a baby goat. Don't know where they've been. Yeah. So we did go through that for a while. Until well, yeah. And I'm, you know, you have this new, uh, really unheard of, v- very little researched virus that's going around and you have to protect 100, 250 animals, right? You said, you, yeah. you know, on the farm, you don't really know what the implications of this mm-hmm. are. So that, I mean, there's been a whole lot of stuff that you've had to navigate. Yeah. Yeah, there has been. Um, last year, I feel like we did get um, a little something, uh, a meat goat producer brought into our farm. That started the whole biosecurity. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I was prepared for this mm-hmm. on, on that level, at least. Um, you know, a dual hand washing station with warm water and um, the, the biosecurity mat actually kills all the germs on your soles before you, you go into this area we're talking about that you can pet and love on all the animals. But um, so I was a little set up for that. I was good, good there. Um, and now what happened now was everyone and their brothers coming. It's just like I'm, I'm limiting. Yeah. I have to limit yeah. um, because I don't want everybody to be on top of each other. 
but it is something that's nice to do outside, like you said. So people are, everybody's kind of looking for what can we do that we're not inside. And, and they don't want to travel as far. They mm-hmm. want to stay more local. Yeah. 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 So it is definitely a, a nice, unique experience out there. So if you haven't yet and you have the opportunity, go check out Harmony Lane Farm and Creamery. Get some, um, taste some food out there to go home with some Samples goodies. Samples are always free. Um, and um, check it out. Thank you, Julie, so much for coming in Thank today. You. You've listened to Powered by Her and the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. You've been listening to Powered by Her. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. 